0: chosen by God. Recently, a man was sharing with me his political views. It's two things I never talk about, religion and politics. So he said to me, he said, I I don't care much for Trump. However, I am grateful for the three justices of the Supreme Court he's appointed. I think they are good choices who interpret the laws and constitution as written. So even though he doesn't care for our president as a person or personality or antics, but from his perspective, God has been able to do something good through him. Which is what God does. Because in a sense, are there really any people who perfectly do God's will? Yet God works through all people who are imperfect. In our first reading, we hear of this anointed one, Cyrus. Who was Cyrus? Cyrus was the king of Persia. And the, the Persians had defeated the Babylonians. Why does that matter? Well, when the Jewish people were unfaithful to God, God worked through the Babylonians to help chastise the Jewish people, help re-educate them, help just, just cleanse their hearts and start over. And now God is using this foreign, foreign Persian king to move them back to the Holy Land. This Cyrus, it, it says twice in there, this King Cyrus, though you know me not, that even though Cyrus didn't know God, God still, as he's, the prophet says today, guided him by the right hand, took his right hand and guided him, cleared a path before him and helped make all these things happen. That God is the one who's so powerful, so big, He's the one who guides all things according to his will, with or without our awareness and participation. So God, all things are in God's hands. Jesus affirms this in the gospel. The Pharisees come to Jesus and they try to trap him. They ask him this question, is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? They want Jesus to comment on political and religious matters. But Jesus sees that it's a trap. And because the, What are the options? If Jesus says, yes, pay the census tax, well, then the Pharisees will get all the Jewish people riled up to say, he wants us to be subservient to these Roman occupiers. But if he says, don't pay the tax, well, then the Pharisees go to the Romans and say, hey, he's telling everybody not to pay taxes, you know, arrest him for insurrection. But Jesus, God, who doesn't see things like we do, but from a higher perspective, he says this, he says, show me the coin. Whose image is this and whose inscription? So they go, well, it's Caesar's. And he says, then, repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. Now, from our American mindset, we hear that, and we say, oh, Jesus is advocating for separation of church and state. That Jesus is saying, okay, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God, and everything's nice and neat, and let's just keep those two separate. But, but let me ask you, what belongs to God? Everything. Right? I mean, <laughs> I didn't ask to be born. I was given the gift of life. That God, is the, God is being itself. God holds all things, moves all things, And God is outside of creation, yet he desires a personal relationship with us. And so, yes, we have money. Well, even, even in America today, don't we have money with people's faces on it, <laughs> right? Um, we have taxes that we pay. That There's things you do in society that you need to do. And God doesn't want to be over there. God is a part of all of it. There's nothing that God doesn't care about that he wants to be a part of. But here's another question. So if they're looking at the image of Caesar, in whose image is Caesar? Caesar is in the image and likeness of God that all of us are. You and I make make visible, make present God. Make manifest that God makes us in his image and likeness so that he can be made known, visible in the world through our love and um, just through our cooperation with him. The the more we cooperate with God, the one who is love, well, it just puts more love into the world. The more we cooperate with the Prince of Peace, well, it just puts more peace in the world. And and I might not like that idea of, well, wait, we belong to God? It's like, no, it's, it's better that way. That, that God is the one who's working all things for our good, Romans 8, 28. And when I, when I let him work all things for our good, for my good, it's better. But I think where, where the tension is, is when, when, I'm, when I am trying to work things according to my plan, That's when I hit the brick wall because God is God and he is doing his will. God is going to do his plan, whether I work with him or against him, which, which makes sense, right? Because the almighty, all powerful, eternal creator has a plan. What would it be like if me, a little human being, you know, I could, I could change the plan of God. Like I don't have that power. I don't don't have the power to change the will of God, but I can choose to cooperate with it. And so even through these foreign kings, these examples given us in our readings today, God is doing his will. And the invitation for you and I is to cooperate with it. But cooperating with it is not is not always pretty that that doing the will of God can be very difficult as Jesus shows us I this is on my heart a little bit as I've already kind of shared I've opened this door I'll give an example um, the person who's been in the news the last two weeks Amy Conan Barrett that we've all heard like snippets of her life and stuff but there's something, there's some good stuff there, that here is this active practicing Catholic. And, and she doesn't just simply go to mass, but she's actually involved in her faith, seeking to grow in her relationship with God. She's involved in a lay movement that's about prayer and healing. Um, so she's, she's trying to grow in her relationship with God, trying to do his will. I believe, from my perspective, that she understands the dignity of the human person made in the image and likeness of God. Why do I say that? I don't know if you've heard, she has seven children, the youngest of which has Down syndrome, which means at some point she went to her doctor's checkup visit, and unless it was a Catholic pro-life doctor, which it may have been, Every other doctor that you go to nowadays will do the ultrasound, and they'll say, oh, there's some soft and hard signs of Down syndrome. We recommend you terminate the pregnancy. But she and her husband made this decision to say, no, this this child is in the image and likeness of God and has dignity and goodness and is to be loved. And Jesus thought this child was worth dying for. And so we're going to give this child life. And that experience, in a sense, moved her even further to say, every person has human dignity. And she and her husband adopted two children from Haiti, one in 2005, and then in 2011 they adopted a second child. This is somebody who knows God And that affects her, how she lives her life. And you can see this beautiful invitation and openness where, where God can work through that. You know, drawing these people into her family in a beautiful way. So why am I telling you that? Well, you look at somebody like that who is a practicing Catholic and look at how she's been raked over the coals in the news In different, maybe depending on the news outlets, right? And I think that reveals something. Is when we seek to do the will of God, we might suffer. But somehow that suffering leads to new life and resurrection. But the the thing is, God is going to do his will in spite of us, with us and that's our invitation he's going to do his will but he invites us to do it with him to say yes to to allowing him to be the center of our life to allow his love his teachings to lead me in my life The, the the teachings that that are about truth and goodness and love So I can embrace his will or go against it. I'd like to mention again the saint I mentioned two weeks ago, Blessed Carlo Acutis. That that here is this young man who at 15 years old was diagnosed with leukemia. That things were happening in his life. Apparently the will of God was that this would happen. Not, Not that God wills bad things. But God allows it because he's the one that's so powerful that he can make good come from everything. And so young Carlo, 15 years old, got it. And he realizes, okay, this must be God's will. This is not what I want. Father, take this cup from me. Make me well. I want to be healthy and live a full life. But not my will, your will be done. And he said, I am happy to die because I'd lived my life without wasting even a minute of it on anything unpleasing to God. That he sought to live his whole life in union with the will of God. What happens when we live our whole life in union with the will of God? We become a saint. That's all of our invitation. Now, We might not all be recognized, you know, you're not going to see a statue of Father Matt Lowry one day. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't need a statue. I don't want a statue. But I want to be in heaven. I want to be a saint. I want to be with God, that place of perfect happiness, peace, and joy. And the one thing that's going to get me there is cooperating with the will of God. Realizing that God has chosen me, and then I get to choose whether God does his will in spite of me or with me.